Hey, this is Lady C. Welcome to The Critical Thought. In the upcoming episode, we're going to be talking about questions that a Bible study can ask Jehovah's Witnesses. In September, Jehovah's Witnesses have a campaign that they're going to be introducing. And this campaign is going to be all about starting Bible studies. Not only that, but we received an email from an individual a couple of weeks ago asking us about the kind of questions that he can ask a Jehovah's Witness. So in this upcoming broadcast, we are going to give you some ammunition that you can work with when it comes to talking to Jehovah's Witnesses about their teachings. You're listening to The Critical Thought, where we challenge our listeners to use critical thinking when examining the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses. Yes, the Watchtower wants Bible studies. The Bible studies of the 2022 year are different from those of the past because they can ask questions based on information that years ago, Bible studies like your parents and mine just did not get. And so we're going to go ahead and kick off the first question. Are the people that write your publications and pamphlets inspired or infallible? Yes, the question of are these pamphlets and brochures and booklets that I'm about to do this Bible study on, are they inspired or infallible? A Bible study who asks a person who's conducting the study that kind of question, the witness is left with having to give literally an honest answer. And the answer is no. And this is where the Bible study really has an advantage because they can now inquire, well, let me make sure I understand what you're saying. What we're about to read and go over, whoever wrote this, uh, since it's not inspired, it's not infallible, that means that evidently they were simply giving their best human understanding of what we're about to read. Is, Is that the case? And this is what the witness is left having to deal with. Can you imagine that? Yes, the Bible study of 2022 is very much different. If you find something in the watchtower that contradicts the Bible, which one will you accept? Is that not an excellent question for a Bible student to ask one of Jehovah's Witnesses? After they just got through explaining that the watchtower is neither inspired or infallible, but it merely reflects the best understanding of the individuals who wrote it which means we're about to read somebody's interpretation is what you're saying. A Bible study who posed this question based on the fact that he can tell the witness, well, I'm familiar that you guys often change your teachings. So if someone realizes that your teaching is not what the Bible teaches on the subject, what should they do? And you see, this is the type of question that Jehovah's Witnesses are simply not prepared to answer. But a Bible study gets to see how a person responds when they're asked these kinds of questions. This is one of the biggest things that often gets people who become involved with Jehovah's Witnesses. Because they don't know what questions, because they don't know the history, they're left with being unable to even pose questions to a typical Jehovah's Witness. Does your publications teach the only way to understand the Bible is from the explanation of the eight men that lead your denomination? 
Well, the witness knows the answer is yes. And of course, we know one of the things that witnesses are being told all the time to tell Bible students, tell anybody who asks questions. Well, you might want to check all the information out on GW.org. Now, imagine the Bible study saying, well, actually, that's where I got the information from, GW.org. Let me show it to you, and this is why I'm asking the question. And this is what he shows them. Well, according to the October 1st, 1994 Watchtower, all who want to understand the Bible should appreciate that the greatly diversified wisdom of God can become known only through Jehovah's channel of communication, the faithful and discreet slave. Now, you know what the $64,000 question is that follows this reading of this quote to any Jehovah's Witness. Could you tell me who the faithful and discreet slave is? Well, as the witness sits there, as he sits there in this person's living room, he knows that that is Tony Morris and his seven colleagues. Yes, the very eight men that the person just asked him about, do I have to agree with what they say when it comes to the Bible? These are kind of questions that I could not imagine if my, if my mom had been able to ask how far she would have moved away from being involved with the Jehovah's Witnesses. And the same with many of you watching this video. If our parents and even many of us, if we had just known what type of questions to ask, and this is what makes, like I said, living in 2022 so different for Bible studies. And this is what Jehovah's Witnesses will be facing as more and more people are becoming familiar with the things that are happening in the Jehovah's Witness religion, they're going to be asking these questions. And people can do their own homework. They can do their own research. And it's going to be more and more difficult to simply brush people off. Well, wait till we get a little further down the study. Well, I'm asking now, you know, I mean, I'm just, can't you tell me now? That's the kind of people that witnesses are going to run into more and more today. Is there anything in your religious publications that states members cannot work certain types of jobs. Did you know that if you become involved with Jehovah's Witnesses, that there may be certain jobs you may have to quit? When I was growing up, there were brothers in my congregation who had to quit jobs. That's right. Studying with Jehovah's Witnesses can lead to you having to quit your job. But most people don't know that. But because of the experiences that are shared on the Internet, there are Bible studies who will be able to now ask this question well in advance, well in advance of becoming deeply involved with Jehovah's Witnesses today. And you know, my family knows this story all too well because you've often heard me talk about my father being in the military when I was growing up. Well, you know, later on, when he retired from the military, he decided, you know, some years later after retirement, he wanted to become one of Jehovah's Witnesses, but he was working as a civilian on a military base. And in order for him to get baptized, he was told that he would have to quit his job. Well, fortunately, my father did not quit his job, but he was able to find another job in another city, like another state over. And so he was able to continue working. But there was a situation in JT's congregation in North Carolina where there was a man who was studying the Bible with Jehovah's Witnesses. He worked at the um, shipyard, which dealt with uh, military ships. 
And so, of course, he was told he would have to quit his job. But unlike my father, he didn't have the opportunity to find another job. So he ended up just quitting the job so that he could get baptized as one of Jehovah's Witnesses. And sad to say, this man was unable to find suitable employment after quitting his job. And he, he and his family, they suffered financially for many years afterwards. Not to mention, he never got baptized as one of Jehovah's Witnesses because he came to the realization that this religion was not all that it was chalked up to be. But unfortunately, he had already made a major mistake by trying to follow the Watchtower's mandates. And now that brings us to question number five. How does your religion treat former members? This is one question that every person who has a Bible study with Jehovah's Witnesses needs to ask. How do you all treat former members? When people leave your church, like I got family, they used to be in the Baptist church, they went down to the Methodist church. We getting together this weekend. How do you as Jehovah's Witnesses treat your family, your friends, people who used to belong to the same church. This is a question that people as Bible studies, yes, while they are still Bible studies, they need to ask. And if this question is posed to one of Jehovah's Witnesses, we all know how this is going to be answered. It's going to be tamped down. They're going to try to soften it as much as they can. And this is where the Bible student is able to use literally the Watchtower's own published information on this subject. And the person can literally just let the person know. The reason I ask this question is because of what I read on JW.org. And then they can show them these types of statements that come from Jehovah's Witnesses. According to the October 2017 Watchtower, despite our pain of heart, we must avoid normal contact with a disfellowshipped family member by telephone, text messages, letters, emails, or social media. The November 15, 2014 Watchtower states, Are you personally proving yourself holy with regard to not associating with family members or others who have been disfellowshipped? One of the things that is not taught or discussed on the Bible study program is known as the judicial process. This is something that a Bible student can now inquire about. They can ask the Jehovah's Witness, explain to me about this judicial committee thing that y'all guys have. These are questions that your typical Jehovah's Witness is simply not prepared for. And this will allow the person to look at this Jehovah's Witness in the face and see how they're stumbling, see how they're struggling to just give a straight answer. And what is the judicial process? It's really nothing more than a tribunal where three elders will take you into the back room because you've been accused of breaking some of the Jehovah's Witnesses rules. And they will sit you down and they will ask you question after question after question. And this is part of the process of how they will determine whether you will remain one of Jehovah's Witnesses. You see, this will not be brought up on the Bible study. But today's Bible study, they now know how to ask these questions 
because they will see all of these different videos that are all throughout the internet where people are sharing their personal experience of actually going through that judicial process. I think about my own personal experience. The individuals that I've known and been friends with for years today, they wouldn't even speak to me, wouldn't even accept my phone call. So people need to be able to ask this question. If someone decides to leave, I don't want to be a part of your group anymore. How will I be treated by people, my family, friends? People need to know, and they need to know exactly, honestly, what they will receive as treatment so that they can decide, do I want to be treated like an outcast if I decide I no longer want to be involved with the Jehovah's Witnesses? And our final question, is it true that your religion teaches that Jesus is only the mediator for a select group of people from within your organization? This is one of my favorite subjects. The reason why, because it's really surprising how many Jehovah's Witnesses don't even know what they teach about this subject of Jesus being everyone's mediator or not. And this gives the Bible student an opportunity to question the Jehovah's Witness who's conducting their study to address really two issues. One is, is Jesus your mediator or not? And also, who gets to go to heaven? Well, every Jehovah's Witness knows that. Every witness knows that only people who are of the anointed, Jehovah's Witness anointed, are going to heaven. And yet a Bible study is posing this question. Because in my church, we don't teach that. But your church does. These are the type of simple questions that a Bible study, when asking a Jehovah's Witness, the most important thing, they get to see the person's reaction. And there's nothing simply amazing to watch is a Jehovah's Witness who is not prepared. A Jehovah's Witness who is not prepared to answer questions that are not part of the script. And we put together a number of videos to address this very subject. Is Jesus your mediator? And it's surprising how many Jehovah's Witnesses don't even know what their own religion teaches on the matter. So now we're going to go ahead and recap these six questions. Are the people that write your publications and pamphlets inspired or infallible? If you find something in the Watchtower that contradicts the Bible, which one will you accept? Does your publications teach the only way to understand the Bible is from the explanation of the eight men that lead your denomination? Is there anything in your religious publications that states members cannot work certain types of jobs? How does your religion treat former members? And is it true that your religion teaches that Jesus is only the mediator for a select group of people from within your organization? Now, we hope that these questions have been helpful to you in trying to have a discussion with a Jehovah's Witness should you be in their audience taking up a Bible study. Be sure to check the description of this video to find the links to the various videos that we referenced in this presentation. We also ask all individuals that may have other questions that they feel may be advantageous as well. Leave your comments below because we'd love to hear your responses. This has been Lady C 
and we'll see you on the next episode. This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.